the sports fan lives right here on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you and glad to have you along this Tuesday afternoon. Joined on our makeshift phone line by Mr. Tyree Smith, the often imitatable but never... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Tyree? You know, he's out of ABC 10, and uh, man, they can imitate you, but they can never, they can never what with you? Well, a replace you, be you. That might be it. Yeah, that might be the word I'm, I'm looking for. But either or, he joins us on our makeshift ESPN UP phone line. We're glad to have him along. Man, how you been doing throughout all this? Like, you know, what are you doing both professionally and personally to stay sane through all this? Well, during during this time, you know, it's it, it's tough. It's tough, you know, being a sports guy, not really having sports going on. So we try and make do, talk to high school coaches, um, colleges, anything that we can get that's going to be informative and entertaining to the public. Um, you know, always staying safe, staying quarantined, playing video games, you know, quarantine part. That's That's not the hard part of this. The hard part is waking up and realizing, wow. I don't have any sports today. So that, that's the hard part, man. I've been doing some news lately, going on the other side, just just trying to keep busy and trying to make it through. I'm trying to make it through. What video games have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars and Star Wars. I just got Resident Evil 3, um, the remake. I'm, I'm holding off until I beat Star Wars because that Resident Evil 3 game is going to take a lot of my time. Uh, I hopped on Call of Duty today. And it, it didn't turn out too well for me, so I hopped right back off. <laughs> um, have you gotten – what kind of improvement have you seen in yourself from your video game playing? Yeah, it, n not much. Not much, my man. Not much. <laughs> um, that's why I'm going to stick to the storytelling games. I'm not – the shooting games and stuff, it's, it's not really working out too well for me. Um, but fighting games and all that, I got that. I got that down. So I've been watching a lot of TV, a lot of anime. Rewatching Game of Thrones, it's it's been a time. It's been you're, a time. You're a Game of Thrones guy and an anime guy. Oh come on, always, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I I can honestly say I'm not either. Say that again. I I'm not either of those things. Really? I'm I've never watched Game of Thrones, although I do. You know, you know. I'm a big Daenerys, or however you say her name. I'm a huge fan of her, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm not an anime guy. Okay, that's fair. Very, very beautiful woman. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm gonna have to give you my HBO subscription so you can watch, man. Because it's, it's very important that you watch the greatest show that was ever created until the last season. But we're not gonna get into that. Man, I tell you what, I'm glad that you, you sound like you are keeping yourself pretty darn well entertained during quarantine. I'm happy to hear that. I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my best. Got us, got a smile through all this. Trying not to be down and stuff, you know. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, we still got plenty of sports content to get to. We've got the NFL draft coming up. Uh, I've got a couple of basketball lists that I want to bring up to you from Bleacher Report. First and foremost, though, let's start with the NFL draft because you are our resident New Orleans Saints fan. Uh, yes. First and foremost, tell me about. What, how are you feeling coming up here in this draft? Because, I mean, there's nobody you're really locked in or tied to that you're expecting to go for, your team is expecting to go for. How are you feeling coming up to this draft? Mm, I guess if we're talking as a Saints fan, um, I, I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. Like, the past three years, New Orleans Saints have been phenomenal with their draft picks, you know. It's, it's, it's been on point. Like, I'm very surprised. 
you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Davenport. Davenport's still growing, but still, but still. Uh, Alma Kamara, you know, we, we've been on point. Michael Thomas got him in the second round. That's crazy. <laughs> um, just, it, we've been on point. Ryan Ramchek, very good pick. All pro all years he's been there. So I'm, I'm not too worried. I know what we need. I know we need a second. Well, we got Emmanuel Sanders, but I mean, we, we can't go wrong with another receiver. I mean, if you had to look at our offense, it's uh, Drew Brees. We got Drew Brees, of course. Taysom Hill, uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook at tight end. Now we have Emmanuel Sanders. So, haha, Michael, not on San Francisco no more. Um, but we still need one more receiver. We have Tyreek Smith, but he gets injured all the time. And it's it's up in the air, but I think we need to go for Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Okay, all right. So keep it local. Get the LSU guy to come to New Orleans. Is that the guy that he's highest on your wish list, or is there anybody else, any other need that maybe you're hoping that the Saints are able to pick up? Honestly, not 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 too much. I mean, okay, obviously if it gets to us in the round and Jared Judy is still available. He will be. Actually, I'd rather have C.D. Lamb. Okay. Pick C.D. Lamb. Mm. Pick C.D. Lamb. I, I, I just don't – Jared Judy reminds me a lot of Calvin Ridley, and I don't feel like that would fit our offense per se. Mm. You know, that fits Atlanta's offense very well because Julio is a great complement receiver. Um, with Calvin Ridley, or Calvin Ridley's a great compliment receiver with Julio, but no, that's not going to really fit too well with Michael Thomas, but CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb is a great possession, has great speed, that would be a fantastic pick. But, uh, I, like I like that. I like that I like a lot. Him. I like him a lot, but I'm telling you, I Justin Jefferson proved throughout his last season at, at LSU that he could be a number one guy in an offense, but he won't be if he comes to New Orleans. He'll be number two. But still, 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 I think I think I'll fit our offense perfectly. Is it wide receiver for you? Is that the biggest thing that moves the needle? Because New Orleans, I mean, let's face it, they have had a Super Bowl caliber team for the last couple of years, and some bad luck has spoiled that. I mean, is, is it wide receiver that moves the needle for you to get them to the place where they can play for Super Bowl 55? Yeah, well, well, when you think of when you, when you look when you look at our, our our offense and how we play, it's it's obvious that we're gonna throw to Michael Thomas in most situations, and he's been he's had the most receptions um since he's got in the league, and in the past two years it's just increasing, and I'm very thankful that he has not gotten hurt or missed a game because of injury, but eventually that's gonna start to add up, and we need and. And it's I saw it. I saw it in the Minnesota Vikings game that we lost. We need somebody else to throw to. Now our defense, our defense, when they want to be on, they're on. But when they're <laughs> off, boy, they're off. And Kirk Cousins definitely um, exposed that. So we picked up. We picked up Malcolm uh, Malcolm Jenkins this offseason. That's really good. That's that's a good, that's a, um, gonna help our secondary because we got um, we lo- we don't have Bond Bell anymore. Um, and then the corners, you know, we still got um, Marshawn Lattimore, and then Janoris Jenkins. We got mm-hmm. Janoris Jenkins. Now that's gonna that's gonna help the other side because the other side we didn't really have anybody. You know, we had um, Eli Apple. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. No, I'm a but, Giants fan. I know about Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not 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 the best pick. So I'm so it's it's looking like. Our defense is doing pretty well. We, we re-signed Kiki, um, Kiko Alonso. 
Um, we still got we got guys. We got guys on defense. We got guys on offense. We just need a few more pieces, a receiver, maybe pick up a, a linebacker in the second round. Um, and then maybe a, a third, fourth round corner that could be that could be good in like nickel situations, like we did with Chauncey Garner, um, Chauncey Garner Johnson out of Florida last year. So just a few pieces to tighten it up, and then we got to go for it this year because Drew Brees is he's not getting younger. Well, I wanted to bring that up to you too. Is that Drew Brees has already said he's going to go into broadcast with NBC after his football career? Man, how worried are you about that? Like, is it if if you were the GM, is it a priority for you to draft a quarterback here in this coming draft? Is there anybody that you like that? Obviously, the Saints aren't going to take a quarterback in the you know first probably four rounds or so. But man, you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe you get a steal or anything like that. Anybody you like that might go in that second or third day? You see, yeah, I talked about that with Michael actually a lot, and um, you know I've been doing my research on these quarterbacks and stuff, and Jordan Love. Jordan Love is... But you're going to have to take him first round. No, I don't know about first round. Really? I don't know if we're going to take him first round. That's the thing. Well, he will go first round, though. That's that's the problem. That's why I'm scared. (laughs) I don't think we're going to take him first round, but I am pretty sure he will be gone. And, you know, top five five quarterbacks on, I think, Mel Kuyper's list, you know, goes um, Tua, obviously. It's Mm -hmm. obviously Tua. Uh, well, number one's just uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow Tua, yep. um, Justin Herbert, and then Jordan Love, and then I believe five is um, Jalen Hurts. Mm. So, I mean, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I think that could work too. Sure. I think we could. Um, I think he um, could be available in the second round, which I think could be a good successor to um, Drew Brees if, if you know. Well, I mean. Sean Payton knows what he's doing in offensive schemes. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll, he'll be a system guy. He'll be a system guy. He's not like a career-defining quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes. But Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts are the two QBs that I really like a lot in this Really? Draft. I do. I like them a lot. More I than think. more than Joe Burrow? And in my situation for a New Orleans Saints fan, yeah. Okay. There's no there's no way we're getting Joe Burrow. Well, no I way. right. Okay, so you mean realistically the quarterbacks you could get with New Orleans uh, you exactly. like Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love the best. Here's the thing, Tyree, is this I do like Jalen Hurts. I think he could fit in the right system. With Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, with Jordan Love, I mean here's a dirty little secret about him. If he's so good, why is he playing at Utah State? Like that's the thing that's always bugged me about him. That <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you could <clears throat> excuse me. You could say the same thing about Carson Wentz. Why would he play at North that's Dakota true. State? That's true. That's true. Like <laughs> that's like why did he play at North Dakota State? <laughs> we can say that about a whole bunch of quarterbacks that didn't that weren't at like Bama's or Florida's and stuff like that. But I mean, Utah State. Utah State has has its moments, but then you also. You saw um, Al- uh, Alex Smith. He didn't play at a super, super big school. That's true. That's true. So, like, a lot. So, like, I don't want to say the school really defines that. I didn't. I I haven't researched his high school um, career too much, so he probably wasn't recruited too highly. But, but he didn't have a good 2019 season. Is the thing. It's like. The 
I did. You see, he also got a new coach, new system. That's why I was talking about this on on, on the show on Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to – in his defense, he did get a new coach and a new system. That's true. But his sophomore year, they were projecting him to be a top-five quarterback. Mm-hmm. Guy was a baller. All over right. 3,000, over 3,000, I believe. 3,800 yards, something around there, um, 32 touchdowns, and only six interceptions in 2018. That's fantastic. It is. It is. I I tell you that. You know, it's not like I'm rooting against Jordan Love, what have you. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he goes to New England anyway, like I think they're picking at number 23. If they take him, uh, it's it's over for the rest of the league. (laughs) I mean, we all know that. Jordan Love with New England, that's deadly. I I agree. That's going to be a – going to be a problem if jordan love or jalen hurts goes to new uh new england that's a that's a problem well here's the so thing tyree is i tweeted this back in november and i'm waiting until draft night or at least draft weekend because i think he'll probably go fifth sixth seventh round is i'm waiting to see when new england would take a guy like nate stanley who's the quarterback for the iowa hawkeyes he is a guy that he's got everything you want in an nfl quarterback and when he brings it Man, they are tough to beat. The only problem is he brings it maybe eight out of 12 game days every year. Uh, and if there's a team that can get that out of him, that can bring that out of him uh, more often than not, it's New England. So I've said since November, and I cannot wait to retweet this when the New England Patriots draft him in like the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, that Nate Stanley will go to New England and will succeed as a quarterback. Whoop. Nate Stanley, really? <laughs> I mean, man, he's he's got what you want in a quarterback. Really? What? So, what's the biggest thing that stands out to him? I mean, he was good. He was good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. He was pretty good. But like, he was either really good or really bad. Okay. But gotcha. when he was good, he was really good. Did you like him better than Jake Fromm? Some days. On his good days, I did. Okay. Because Jake Fromm, you know, my, Michael Michael gave him a comparison to Ben Roethlisberger. Is like, that he right? Could, he could. Like, he could be. Like, he's a big body. He runs. He can throw the ball down the field. All right. All I'm worried about is his his uh, his uh field scanning. Like, how, can, how good is he going to scan the defense? And when the defense switches up mid-play, right before it snaps, is he going to be able to – to, to cope with that how's he gonna be able to handle that so i don't know that's 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 a that's a that's a hot take tanner in your mind <laughs> in your mind tyree is jake from a first or a second round pick this year oh hold on he's definitely not a first round no no, 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 no. really no. okay jake from no i don't think he's a, a first round second third round maybe even fourth round really all the way that far down that's it that's it but Jake Fromm is out. He's a second or third rounder, and then a fourth at the most. If he, at, at, at like the farthest, if he gets past four, wow, that's surprising. <laughs> Tanner Hoops, along with Tyree Smith of ABC Ten, glad to have you here in ESPN UP. Let's take our first time out. We got a little NBA to talk about next here in ESPN UP. First Bank's message is simple: We're committed to helping our customers. I'm EJ Kostriva, Regional President, and it's especially important at this new and different time to know that your loan officer is a phone call. Away. And while traditional banking has temporarily seen a few changes, drive-through banking is open, and the First Bank's 
staff is here to help make life easier for you. When you need us, let us know how we can help. Visit first-bank.com for more information or call 906-228-7300. We are really all in this together. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Now back to the Sports Pad. Here's Tanner Hoop. I've been asking my friends of the show here to help me come up with a name for our makeshift phone line. Right now, I've got, I'm working from home here. I'm at my apartment here in the Lakeshore, and I've got our Telfax here set up with one of those little makeshift phone lines. It's connected with one of those iPhone adapters and everything, because you know how iPhones have the the weird little phone adapter right now. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what is a good name for this thing because I incorrectly keep saying it's the ESPN-UP phone line because that's what I'm used to. Uh, it's the uh, – the, uh, snap. The Tanner Hoops quarantine phone line. That's basically uh, it. it. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. I, don't, <laughs> I do not have a, a, a super-duper incredible name for this. Uh you're going to have to give me some time. i got to think about this. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is I've had time to think about this, and I've had a week to come up with this. I still can't think of anything that's good enough for this, like something that I think is acceptable. So I keep calling it the hoops line. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, the hoops line. I mean, that, that works, doesn't it? I, I, I like that. The T-hoops line. I like that. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, we've got some NBA here to talk about because we've had the uh, – uh, the uh, Michael Jordan documentary coming out here over the last couple of days or so. Here's a list I want to bring up to you, Tyree, and it's from Bleacher Report. They've got their list of the best starting lineups throughout the last 20 years. Now, you know, there are some things on here that I agree with, some things I don't agree with, Tyree. I want you to debate these with me, but they've got their top 10, their list of the top starting lineups uh, that any NBA team has put out throughout the last 20 years. And starting with number 10 as we work our way through is the L.A. Lakers lineup from 2009 to 2012. You know, and they won a couple of championships during those years and everything. You had, obviously, it was, you know, Kobe. Uh, But then, you know, you think about some of the depth guys there, and it was like Derek Fisher, Jordan Farmar, and, you know, I I get it. You know, that was a – a great story line. Lamar, 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 Odom. Lamar Odom, thank you. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Oh, um. It. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an interesting lineup. It's, it's top ten in the past twenty years. I mean, okay. It it won a championship, Tanner. I'm not. I can't right. Lie. Like it won a championship, mm-hmm. you know. You know, Metal World Peace. Like it, it won a championship. Oh so boy, he was there, so. wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. How I'm, old do you I'm, feel I'm, talking about this, Tyree? Because I feel old. Twenty-eight. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm nowhere near that age, like at all. Nowhere near. Um, I honestly, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't knock that one. I won't knock that. You're one. You're right with this one being the top ten. 
I'm okay with that. All right. Be, it's the last 20 years now. The last right. 20 years. So Best I, starting last in the last 20 years. How about number nine? This one, Tyree, I feel is very underrated. I feel this uh, this lap should have been much higher in the list, and that was the uh, Pistons from 2003 to 2006, a lineup that included Ben Rasheed Wallace, uh, Jerry Stackhouse was on there. Uh, man, who else was on there? I mean, there were some really good Piston teams that won a championship back in 2004. Mr. Chauncey. That's it. Chauncey Billups was on there. That's like, like, oh, wow. Um, wow. Like, how are they number nine? How are they not higher on this list? Honestly, probably. Well, when you think about it, 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 it was a good, it was a good list. It, it, it was a, it, it, it's a decent list. It was it's interesting to see you know that piston teams be that. I guess that low. That's how we're gonna go. That mm-hmm. low. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. Okay, so that low. It was interesting because that 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 piston team had phenomenal defense. Like I'm, that's kind of wild that they're that low. By the way, Tishon Prince was the other one I was forgetting. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. That's fair, that's fair. That's Tayshawn fair. Prince uh-huh. was on there. and But, but, but man, they, I, I get it. They only won one championship, but there's at least one other team that is still a little bit further along in this list that mm-hmm. only won one championship that's way higher up. Man, those Pistons teams. I know, teams, which one you're talking forget, about, too. You know, and people, people forget, at least those who aren't diehard Detroit sports fans, they forget mm-hmm. how dominant that Pistons, you know, that era really was. They, that's what I was talking about. That defense was it's, – it's literally <clears throat> top ten defense I've seen. You know, when I went, went back and looked at replays, mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of young back then, kind of young, but not, not really young. But that, that, that's, what, that's what really helped. I think that's what put, put them um, at number nine because their offense, their offense put up points. You know, only one championship. Okay, fine. But that defense was phenomenal, and it's, it's – Hmm. It's interesting. I can see why he's there, why they're nine, but I can see why they shouldn't be nine. You know what I'm saying? I tell you what, as we look further through this list, number eight on this list is the San Antonio Spurs from 2012 to 2015. You know, that was back when they were winning championships with, you know, they had their core veteran three. They had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, uh, uh, Manuel Ginobili, and then they, they had Kawhi Leonard during that time when they won they the 2014 championship. Kawhi. I mean, man, that was a good lineup, too, and people forget that because, you know, as good as those big three veterans were, people forget how good Kawhi Leonard was early in his career. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. Kawhi was, what was it? Was he 21? I think he was 21. Might have been. Uh, when he's 21, when he won that, yeah, he's only like 28 right now, folks. Yeah, he's still he's still pretty young. Um, that 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 was a very good, a very good roster. Remember, they had Danny Green was just making threes from anywhere. <laughs> Danny oh. Green, I forgot. Yeah, they had Danny Green, now a Laker. He was um, yeah, he was good back then. Mm-hmm. And then they, I I believe they had Stephen Jackson. Uh, you might be right. You might be right about that. Yeah, I think they had Steven Jackson. Um, he listen, that team was surprisingly was surprisingly one of the better teams. You know, mm-hmm. they were a, they were able to get points and they were able to keep opponents down. That was the thing. And you know, when they had to take on uh, Miami, 
that was that was the thing. Were they going to be able to stop their big three? And their defense was killed. Kawhi played. Uh, Kawhi is known for his defense, right? Mm-hmm. And that he did that in those ser- in that series. That's I think that's also what's what's putting them at number eight, or what Bleacher Report wants to put at number eight, because that offense scored enough points to win the game, and their defense stopped a, a lot of high-scoring teams from getting a lot of points like Miami Heat. So I see it. I see it. I see it. Tony Parker, I can't remember exactly how old he was. I mean, he was in his 30s. But he was I mean, getting there. Yeah, he was getting there. He was getting there. Him, Tim, you know, Ginobili. He was getting there, but they were still playing at a pretty high level. We are, once again, if you just join us, uh, we're going through Bleacher Report's list of the best starting lineups in the NBA over the last 20 years. Number 10 was the Lakers from 2009 to 2012, then the Pistons in the mid-2000s, and the Spurs from 2012 to 2015. Tyree, number 7 on this list, the Lakers during the 2001 to the 2002 season. That year they were highlighted, of course, by Kobe and Shaq, but they had role players like Rick Fox and Derek Fisher, Devon George, and even Samaki Walker, who will go uh, down as one of the Tyron, biggest busts of the Tyron NBA. Lou. Do you remember that? Tyron Lue. I, I don't know if you remember that. I, 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 I didn't, no. Yeah, they, he, he was on that Tyron Lue. Well, oh, you know, we, we can do this uh, partly as, you know, we can combine them because number six on this list is the Laker team from a season before with 2000 to 2001. So mm-hmm. seven and six were the Laker teams from 2000 to 2002, those two separate starting lineups. Uh, man, people, again, forget because it was 20 years ago how good that Laker team was around the turn of the century. That, y- let me tell you something, Tanner. I don't <laughs> let me tell you something. The fact that these Laker teams are only seven and six is really <laughs> wild. Like wild. You're telling me I don't I don't wanna spoil this lit. Oh, I don't wanna spoil this lit, but it makes me angry. I'm a I'ma just say the Warriors and Cavs are on this list. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. So what you're cats. saying is you would take that war, uh, that Lakers team from the early 2000s over the Warriors teams that we got from the mid 2010s. Which Warrior team? The one, the one with Draymond, Kevin. Dur- that that's that's a tough one. That's a tough know. one. But uh, let's say it's the uh, early early 2000s Lakers against the uh, pre. Pre Kevin Durant Warriors, wild. I'm taking layers. Like, <laughs> wild. What in the world? Let me tell you. What? Why would I not? Let me tell. You. Rick Fox was actually really good. And then he was really good. He was really good, and they had a young Derek Fisher, a young yep. Derek Fisher, and Shaq. Shaq was 27, 26, 20, um, 28. One of those three. He was young. And then you had Kobe. You had number eight Kobe. You had number eight Kobe. Are you out of your mind? You're telling me that's not going to be Clay Thompson, who was er- earlier Clay Thompson, Steph, and Draymond, but they got beat by Kevin Love, um, Kyrie Irving, and then LeBron James. What? <laughs> that makes no sense. Shaq is arguably the it, 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 no, there's no arguably. He's top five player of all time. I'm, yeah. I'm tripping. Top five player of all time. Kobe, 
top eight player of all time. Seven. We'll go seven now because Kobe's great. And, and then you have great role players. You didn't just have role players like the Cavs did. Role players like Cavs had what? Richard Jefferson. They mm-hmm. had J.R. Smith. They had they had um, Amon Shepard. They had Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's not bad. He's not bad. I don't want to knock him. But um, they also had um, Kyle Korver. Like, those role players over the early 2000 Lakers? Wild. No. 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 I'm sorry, Tanner. I, I went on a little rant. I, I, I bet Kyle Korver's my guy. You got to remember that. I, I like Kyle Korver. One of the best three points. He, he's ball. my grandpa's third cousin, whatever that makes him to me. Third cousin. I don't. I don't. I don't think that makes him that close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that makes him that close. Either way, he's my guy. Even though I shoot, I have his shirt somewhere. I bought it because. Uh, uh, a few years ago, I was in Atlanta for opening night of the NBA mm-hmm. season, so I went to the game that night, and I bought a Corver uh, shirt, you know, because he was with Atlanta at the time, and two months later, he got traded to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a good decision for him. But, um, <laughs> it was a good thing for him. Well, I mean, he, he won a ring, so yeah. He, he did win a ring. He did win a ring. I mean, okay, I understand. I understand. Corver still one of the best three-point shooters of all time, but... Those, but that's all he could do was shoot threes. That's I know. Got that's literally why the Cavs got him. They'll set up a nice screen. He's supposed to get the three-pointer. Did uh, he make it all the time? Nope. No. No, especially not in what, what finals was it. What Do you remember, Tyree, what finals series I'm thinking of where he shot like 8.3% from behind the arc? Uh, was it the um, the 2018? It might have been. I mean, the that, that might have been the year where LeBron had absolutely no help. That's the 2018 where he, they literally they lost four games in a row. The first one they could have won, but Jr. had, had a brain fart. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Jr. just completely forgetting what what the situation is and everything around him. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Oh, it was, that was not a good time. I was watching it. My my internet was going in and out because they knew I they knew I was a LeBron fan, and it was. That wasn't a good time. That wasn't a good time. But yeah, yeah, that's just wild that they put that that those those that cap team where they put them. I tell you what, uh, we are going through this list. Uh, Bleacher Report put out the other day the best starting lineups of the NBA in the last twenty years. Number ten was the Lakers from two thousand nine to twenty twelve. Number nine was the mid two thousands Pistons. Number eight was the Spurs from twenty twelve to twenty fifteen. Number seven, the Lakers from oh one to two, and number six, the Lakers from two thousand to two thousand one. Tyree and I are debating these. We will take our next time out and we'll come back with the top five part of this list next on ESPN UP. From gooey grilled cheese sandwiches on Dakota-style 12-grain to peanut butter and jelly on Kids' Choice soft white bread. Kids of all ages want simple, comforting food that remind them of mom's home cooking. Country Hearth was born from that nostalgia and commitment to simplicity. Baked locally using natural ingredients like whole grains and honey, our breads are delivered fresh daily to grocery stores throughout the Midwest. Country Hearth Breads, baking our best for you. 
Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. Still hoping we come up with a name for that. Oh, but I tell you what, we've been going through this Bleacher Report list that is ranking the top NBA starting lineups. Uh, the last 20 years. Number 10, the Lakers from 2009 to 2012. The Pistons in the mid-2000s were number 9. Number 8, the Spurs from 2012 to 2015. Number 7, the Lakers during the 01-02 season. And number 6, the Lakers from the season prior. Tyree, as we get into the top 5 of this list, number 5 is the Cleveland Cavaliers from 2015 to 2017. And man, I'm glad, first of all, they didn't include 2018 on that because, uh, man, there were three players from that Cavalier team that I would really think could actually win me a championship. LeBron, of course, being the centerpiece. Kyrie Irving had one of the biggest shots, probably the biggest shot of his life in the 2016 finals, game seven, that helped Cleveland win that series. And then Kevin Love during that time was still one of the all-caliber players that he was. Beyond that, Man, there wasn't a whole lot that I liked on that team. I mean, Richard Jefferson and Jose Calderon, whatever. But, man, that big three that Cleveland had at that time, that was enough. You know, let me tell you something, Tim. <laughs> let me tell you something. The fact that that Cleveland team is as high as they are is so wild to me. Look. Let me tell you something. They don't even. I'm. I'm gonna sneak. I'm gonna sneak this on. I don't see Miami on this list. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see Miami on this list. Wouldn't and you take that, one of those big three Miami teams over this Cleveland team? Like their role players were better. The first. My, um. The what was it? My was 2012. 2012 when they won. 2012 mm-hmm. when they won. Yep. Yep. Uh, they beat what? Was that OKC that year? think it was okay was it okay it was okay but i mean you think about that team would you rather have bosh wade and lebron or would you have lebron kyrie and kevin love i mean you would absolutely have the miami big three plus their role players yes which is why i don't get it they're role (laughs) players okay amon shepherd okay you have shane battier no i'd rather have shane battier he was more aggressive going to the paint and then what mario chalmers or kyle corver at that time, Mario Chalmers was more versatile. Oh, but you wouldn't have Timothy Mozgov? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious here, Tyree. I mean, you, I couldn't spell his last name. You you nope. wouldn't have Matthew Delavadova, Chang Fry. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't play with me, Tim. Come on, nah, nah, that ain't happening. That's Bird, I'd rather have Birdman, who was on Miami. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, there's a real case here a lot for a lot of our Pistons listeners. I mean, wouldn't you rather have that 
mid-2000s Pistons lineup over the more recent Cavalier lineup? I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, Tyree, I would absolutely rather have Tayshawn Prince, Chauncey Billups, the Wallaces, and Jerry Stackhouse over LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love and whoever else they want to put out there. You're not. Oh, you're not wrong. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah that's the wrong. thing. That Cavs team, they they should have did a little more homework. That Cavs team should have. You want to have that Cavs team on there? I understand. They won a championship, but you got to put them lower. You got to put them lower. Well, I mean, so did the Pistons team. They only won one championship, but they're ranked about five spots lower than this Cavalier lineup. I, I believe that Pistons team would have beat that Cavs team. I do, too. I Seven absolutely do. Yeah. Seven-game series, definitely. And I just can't believe that this was a lineup that was put together that they believed was a top-five lineup here in the last couple of decades. Uh, number four on this list, though, Tyree, the Golden State Warriors lineup from 2014 to 2016. Now, that lineup does not include Kevin Durant. This was the lineup prior to Kevin Durant. So it was Stephen Clay plus Draymond. Uh, I think Ingadala would have been part of that Ingedala. lineup. Yep. And then probably someone like Zaza Peculia. Uh, guys yeah. like that would have been in 2016. And, and keep in mind, this was the lineup that set the single season wins record. They went 73-9 and nine back in 2016. But still, I mean, man, this is a lineup that I – I get it. They set the single-season wins record. I still don't feel like they could beat that Pistons lineup head-to-head. -head. Like, to me, I hate to keep going back to that as my bar, but to me, the Pistons lineup was so vastly underrated that that is my bar. You know what? You're not wrong. They think <laughs> that that lineup could beat the Lakers, too. Who's going to stop Shaq? Who's stopping him? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Zero. I don't care who you are. Draymond? Tech. Just going to get a tech. What? Steph? Just going to put his hand out there. Like, what? That's going to get a foul. You would put those early Laker lineups, uh, early 2000 Laker lineups against this, this you know, uh, lineup from Golden State and think, think that they that would Spurs win. Spurs lineup, that Spurs lineup could win. You mean uh, Duncan, the, Ginobili, uh, Parker, Kawhi? Yes. That could that that could be okay. Now I don't know. Now, now the 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 Kevin Durant Warriors don't know about that. Well, they're oh, not on this list yet. They will be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But when it comes to when it comes to the um the the Warriors, the Warriors um that that set that single season record. No. What? Why? They lost. They lost to Amon <laughs> Shepard and Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm they sorry. blew a they lead in that series. They blew a 3-1 lead. Sound, they didn't just lose. Like, okay, they so blew that, that lead. That, that is, you know what? <laughs> that is ridiculous. That, <laughs> like, how? How in the world do you put that team? Of, they lost to Kyle Korver and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> They lost to Tristan Thompson and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why would you not? You know what? I'm going to work for Bleacher Report. It actually makes a list because that doesn't make sense. They literally – people want to talk about the, the, the Golden State Warriors team that um, won two championships. They didn't, they didn't really have too many backups. That team had zero backups. Mm -hmm. Like, their other backups, what was it? Um, but – I can't remember his first name. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his first name, but I'm pretty sure. Livingston? 
Was it? Oh my goodness. Trauma Vista. Oh, are you kidding me? He played significant minutes for this team. He did. And like the thing is, he was able to he he could score in certain situations. But why when the do you I could not beat that Spurs team? (laughs) That is so wild. I can't remember the guy that they had. They had a um they had a guy, um, Golden State that was like he was like three hundred pounds and like I don't know I don't even know what he was doing on the court. But the point is the point is that 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 Warriors team is not that should not be that high. If we're comparing it to the twenty um these past twenty years, that's crazy that that is that high. Tyree and I are going through the list of Bleacher Report's best starting lineups uh throughout the NBA for the last twenty years. We are down to the top three. Number three on this list, Tyree, which you know what I'm I have mixed feelings about because I'm happy about it, uh, but at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with it. It is the Boston Celtics lineup from 2007 to 2010. They had their big three. They had Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. They also had Rajon Rondo and Kendrick Perkins for a couple of years. And you know what, Tyree? I'm a big Celtics fan. I, I really am. I'm happy they won their championship. I remember watching them win that championship. It brought me so much joy. But at the same time, that was the only championship they won. Like, I mean, honestly, as good as that team was, only one championship in my mind is a failure. Okay. That hmm, I think the only reason that they're up there so high is because of the Hall of Famers that's on that team. Could be. Honestly, that's probably why. I mean, they but, got to the finals. How many times? Uh, at least two. Maybe did they at get least three? Two. Yeah, no, I think they got there at least two, but then they lost. The, then they lost in the um conference finals, I believe. Right, they won in 08. They won it all in 08. Mm-hmm. They lost in uh in two thousand nine. Maybe did they lose in twenty ten? I what was it twenty ten? It might have been 2010. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was 2010 that they lost. Maybe it was 09 when they didn't reach the con- or the NBA Finals. Um, either way, that team, as good as they are, and I'm a I'm a big Celtics fan, as good as that team was, I mean, they should have won more than one championship. That's fair. That's fair. They weren't able to finish in those clutch games. Mm-hmm. They just weren't able to finish. And that uh, – I see why you don't want them – Number three is number three. Yeah, number three. But to, but to be fair, <laughs> that, that team was still pretty dominant. They were good. I mean, I mean Kevin Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce and them, they were only thirty two. I don't what, thirty two is kind of young in a league. I get in the NBA in a way. In a way, mm-hmm. they 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 were on that age, but they were still able to produce points, get um get shots up. But I really think that they only put them there because of how legendary those players are, and they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, and, that's a, and those players had a lot of success, and when they did come into the starting line together, even though it didn't result in championships, they certainly mm-hmm. had success together when they were on the floor, and they were one of the most dominant teams. It's just, man, they should have won more championships, and especially, I think it was 2010. I'm pretty sure it was 2010. Uh, I remember watching that team, and I thought, Man, they absolutely blew this this uh, finals because I think they had a three two lead on the Lakers, and they I I just thought they blew it. I really thought they blew it that year. No, you're right. You're right. That's the, 
I didn't really understand what was going on. You know, having these replays on ESPN really helps you, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they replay, they, they've been playing all these games. So, like, I was trying to figure it out. What was it that they weren't able to do? Mm-hmm. And they, it was at times that that big three wasn't able to click on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. People were missing passes, dunks, easy shots. And then eventually when you miss so much easy shots, it kind of comes back to haunt you yep. when, it's, when it's the fourth quarter. So I see, I see what it is. I see what it is. But I also see why they put them at number three. Tell you what, Tyree, here before we go to break, the last two teams on our best starting lineup list, or at least Bleacher Report's best NBA starting lineups of the last 20 years. Number two was the Lakers from 2016 to 2018, and then the Golden State Warriors from 2017 to 2019 were the first team on this list. And that was, of course, when they got Kevin Durant and the uh, the top team you know, on this list being when they had Durant uh, Draymond, Clay, and Steph all at full force together. Uh, that is who uh, Bleacher Report is naming as their greatest NBA starting lineup of the last 20 years. You know what? I fine. 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 <laughs> That's what they want. Fine. Okay. Because <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to me when I tell you that that Lakers team was way better than people want to get. I know, I know. There's, I don't agree with this list, and you know, I've, I've told you that. I thought the Pistons from the mid 2000s should have been uh, way higher than they were, than number nine mm-hmm. on the best starting lineups of the last 20 years. Uh, that right. Celtics team from you know 2007 to 2010, they should have probably been lower. Although I get it, you know, why they're up there because of the level of dominance. Uh, they didn't mm-hmm. have the championships they should have, but I get it. You know, it's just. This Warrior team, uh, I I hate how they came about. Uh, <laughs> we all know yeah, the yeah, origin yeah, of how they came about, um, but but I get it, man. They they have the titles and they have the dominance to go with it. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's true. Well, and, and it's valid how you're feeling. It really is. It's it's uh, I, yeah, but they they won two in a row. Kevin Durant, Hall of Famer. Um. Steph, Hall of Famer. They like they, <laughs> they they their starting lineup was KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond. I don't. <laughs> and then whoever and else then, they want to uh, stick out there, it didn't Iguodala. matter at that point. Whoever else they put out there. Yeah, I say Andre Iguodala, who's who's very good. He, very he, good. And he is he is very good. He, he will probably be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Fine, Clay Thompson. <laughs> Actually, might be a Hall of Famer too. I'm not. Oh, he is absolutely. I mean, the NBA Hall of Fame, whether uh, these players deserve it or not, Clay will absolutely be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Iguodala <laughs> probably is going to be. We're gonna have a whole discussion about how easy <laughs> Hall of Fame jury. Uh, the are NBA Hall of Fame. Let's just say the standards aren't nearly as high to get into that Hall of Fame as they are with the other sports. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's 110. <laughs> percent So yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. That Warriors team being number one. Fine. I'll take it for now. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, with you. We've got one more Bleacher Report list: career comps for NBA superstars. And let me just tell you, I don't agree with this off the bat. Neither does Tyree. We'll tell you why next on ESPN UP. Are you buying a new home? Remodeling? Refinancing? Ember's Credit Union can help take you to the next level. 
Whether it's your first or next home, Embers Credit Union helps you with straight talk, no BS banking, and delivers the very best mortgage option for you. We offer a variety of mortgages designed to help you realize your dream. Embers can make purchasing a home easy and affordable. Stop by or call any Embers branch for more information today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Tanner Hoop. report list some career uh excuse me some uh uh of the greatest teams of all time uh from the last 20 years what have you first of all though here as we've been talking about some of the greatest teams the last 20 years i want to go to this here real quick tyree before we get to another bleacher report list and Uh that would be the head of content man i'm gonna have you pick a number from one through 14 you pick a number and give me a topic here. Uh, 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 okay. Um, a number, 1 through 14. Well, we're going to go my football number in college. We're going to go 7. We're going to go 7. All right. If you could permanently bring back one throwback uniform, whose would you choose? That's kind of a tough one, isn't it? That's a, that is, oh, wow. Any, like, any sports team? You could bring back any sports team's throwback uniform. Wow. You really had to just throw this on me, huh? <laughs> you picked that, the number. I, I, I did pick the number. I did pick the number. Um, okay. You could bring back okay. one throwback. You know what? Here, Tyree, while I give you a little bit of time to think, I'll, I'll throw out a few suggestions I have. Um, the right. Phoenix Coyotes, back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes rather than the Arizona Coyotes, uh, they yeah. had outstanding uniforms. And I've got one of them in my closet here just, you know, because I'm working from home. It's just a few feet away from me. Uh, mm-hmm. That is one of my favorites of all time. Also, the Hartford Whalers. Uh, I know they've since moved to Carolina. they become the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, but yeah. the Hartford Whalers is one of my all-time favorite logos and uniforms. I've got a Hartford Whalers jersey. It's Ron Francis, who you know also was a, a captain for my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, those mm-hmm. are a few of the throwbacks that I really like. But a few others, Tyree, if I want to throw a few of these out there. Uh, I know that you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers had some cool throwbacks, the creamsicles at one point. I was hoping when Ooh. they did their uh, – jersey reveal a couple of weeks ago i i was hoping they'd kind of go back to that uh right the new england patriots i thought you know with their you know patriot hiking the football logo i'm holding out hope maybe they go back to something like that but man i like you know even the denver broncos and their old throwback uniforms i did like those but man i'm thinking along the lines of football and hockey now what about you if you could bring back one throwback uniform what what would you do Honestly, I, I like the the old old. I like the what was it? 
early 2000s. I can't remember exact years. Um, the Raptors. Oh, Tyree, you just hit a home run. <laughs> you just, yeah. you, you, that was, you know, if there's no wrong answers, but you just absolutely hit the right answer. I mean, the Vince Carter era Toronto Raptors jerseys. Those were beautiful. Weren't like, they great? <laughs> with the dinosaur on the chest. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was thinking real hard. I was like, all right, NBA, which which ones would I want? The the, Philly, uh, the 76 years old Allen Iverson jerseys they were wearing? Nah, not really. But then it hit me in the head. DC, old Vince Carter, baby. Yeah. Man, it, honestly, if I could bring back one permanently, that would be it. I mean, the Raptors are wasting their time going with all these other, you know, color schemes and logo designs, what have you. I mean, if they really yeah. want, if they want to hit a home run, they need to bring back those. I mean, those old, the dino jerseys, I guess is what you call it. Uh, I, I know what jersey you're talking about with Allen Iverson in Philadelphia, and I do like those. Uh, mm -hmm. But if I had one choice, I'm absolutely taking the dino jerseys, the Toronto Raptor yeah. jerseys from the late 90s, the early 2000s. Yeah, I was think I was trying to think of uh, something like you know hurt like uh, what's it called Miami Hurricanes old jerseys. Oh you know, yeah, Ed Reed and all them were on there. Was there any super special ones? Those are cool. They were cool. They were cool. But I like the I, I wasn't even a Toronto fan, but I like that. I like the the color. I like the what was it purplish? Mm -hmm. I don't know something. Was it purplish? Yeah. Yep. And the dino. That was it. I think that was it. You know, and if there's any other NBA jersey I really, really liked from that era, it was the Indiana Pacers with the pinstripes. That's a good one. Yep, the Reggie that Miller one. era Pacers jerseys. Okay. That's a good one. Did you like the Bucks old jerseys when Ray Allen was on them? Not, like the purple ones, yeah. They weren't too bad. Yeah. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. I, I like purple. I like purple. Yeah. So, so I was I was kind of messing with it. I was like, okay, okay, that's not a bad team at all. I was thinking about that too, but now nah, Toronto, I think, beats out all of them. I think good. Toronto's got to be it. But shoot, no, I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole because those are, you know, <laughs> it, it, here's the thing, Tyree is, I I have wanted uh, to get one of those. Do you have one of those old throwback Dino Raptors jerseys? I do not. I do not. I don't I either. Old, and I've, I've, heard I've wanted to get one of those. You know, that's been on my bucket list. Uh, if there's, you know, because I've talked about some hockey and football ones. You brought up basketball. If there's a baseball, just so we go, you know, completely around the horn here. If there's a mm -hmm. baseball throwback jersey, I want to come back. It's the Montreal Expos. I mean, man, that logo was so cool. Uh, I get it. They're no longer a team. I get it. They've since moved to Washington, rebranded as the Nationals. But I've got one of those old Expos jerseys. It's Vladimir Guerrero. And, uh, man, I, I like those old jerseys, those old Montreal Expos jerseys. Okay. That, okay. That's, not a, that's honestly not a bad choice. That's not a bad choice. You know, now you got me really thinking of, like, some old jerseys. Mm. And it's – I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't got a chance to really think of um like any um major baseball because you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm a Dodgers fan, mm -hmm. but like their jerseys have never really been. I guess the best. No, they're iconic. They they, they just stay with one kind of jersey. You know, look for exactly. the, for old time. 
that's what I'm saying. Honestly, maybe you know what we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with the old. Um, we're gonna go the old Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, <laughs> great answer, great answer. Yeah, back when they won up. the, uh, back when they won the World Series in 01, Luis Gonzalez oh, hit that walk off. I mean, they looked better in purple. They really did. That uh, the old purple cream, whatever they want to call it, jerseys. Those were nice. Outstanding answer. I mean, you've won the day, Tyree. You've won the answer. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith here at ESPN-UP. We do have actual sports we want to get to here before we run out of time. Uh, Bleacher Report put out this list. It's by Zach Buckley, who covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. And you know what, Tyree, I don't want to sound critical or like a, you know, kind of a a juice bag, you know, I guess is the right way to say it on air. Um, (laughs) Because, man, I... I know people take pride in what they do professionally. I take pride in what I do professionally. And right. I know Zach Buckley probably is too. But, man, this this is such a bad list. It is. It really is. This. Uh, so what Zach Buckley from Bleacher, uh, Bleacher Report did is he put out uh, a list of several players who are in the current NBA, and he compared them to former NBA superstars in this Man, this list just is not good, Tyree. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wanna... just took my, my fourth look at it. Yeah, I'm starting to re- I'm starting to see more and more no's on here. Yeah, and yeah, yes. I don't want to dump on Zach Buckley or say because you know what? I know people take pride in what they do professionally. I I certainly do, but man, this list is just so bad. Uh, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts here on this list. Uh, Career Cops for NBA Superstars is what it's titled. This list, again, by Zach Buckley of Bleacher Report. Uh, for Giannis, it has Kevin Garnett, Tyree. I just, I personally don't necessarily see that, yet it's not the worst comparison on this list. Kevin Garnett was the greatest trash talker I've ever seen. <laughs> the greatest trash talker, one that will go. He was skinny, but he would go to the hole. And that's I'm not Giannis. Really I mean, I've met Giannis. He's a perfectly nice dude. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's huge. He is huge, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, Kevin, Kevin, he had a certain aggression to him. Because the thing, he, I can't remember how, how tall he was, six or six, seven, something around there. He you probably know, taller he, than that. He, I think he was, like, 6'11". Exactly. He never, he wasn't a three-point shooter. He was your perfect big man. Mm-hmm. And that is why I love Giannis is is like uh, an alpha breed, I guess you want to say. Like he's he's been shooting threes now, and he and he's like in the paint. So I don't want to compare him to Kevin Garnett. Like Giannis no. will be better than Kevin Garnett when it's all said and done. That's true. That is true. Now if we're talking about strictly big man, I'd rather have Kevin Garnett. Right. But if you're talking about an alpha, a breed that does all of it, that's definitely Giannis. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of the Kevin Garnett um, comparison. I tell you what. Looking uh, elsewhere during this uh, this list here, Anthony Davis with David Robinson, the Admiral, and you know what? That's one of those I can kind of see. You know what? That's one of the more favorable ones I think on this list. That's fair. I mean. I mean, you got to look at both their games. Mm-hmm. They're both they're, they're they're both good at scoring in the paint. And okay, AD 
I don't want ever, ever, ever want AD to shoot a three. But I, <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be up this year, Tanner. I don't want him shooting threes. But I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, he he had his times. Robinson definitely. Um. So okay, I'm not really too. I'm not really too knocked on that one. But boy, we get down. And we getting down on this list, and my man, I'm not a fan. <laughs> How about uh, Steph Curry being compared to Jerry West, the logo? Why? I know. I get it. I mean, if, if there's anybody who's, uh, to Zach Buckley's credit, if there's anybody close enough to Steph's game because, man, he is a shooter unlike we've ever seen, maybe it's Jerry West. At the same time, I feel bad putting those two in the same category. That's because it was – it was two different eras. The way that he, the way Jerry played. I mean, do you honestly? Okay, probably wild. Probably a wild comparison, but I kind of like Steve Nash more of a better comparison. I like that too. I do. Yeah, I like that a better comparison than Jerry West. To mm-hmm. be honest, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. I don't truly see it. I don't truly see the comparison. You know. Oh no, I feel I the same way. I just. It's it's two different eras of basketball, two wildly exactly. different eras of basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. Before, in the interest of time, let me give you a few more here that maybe I could see a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. One being Hakeem Olajuwon compared to Joel Embiid. You know, those are two guys that were at the top of their game. You know, in their respective careers, and you know, Joel Embiid is still at the top of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. but probably haven't accomplished, nor will they accomplish as much as they probably should. That, yeah, that's fair. I think Joel Embiid saw, um, he, he's, he's been able to see his, you know, the people before him, so he has an understanding of where he can go and how high um, his game is and stuff. But, like, they, they're, they're, very, they're very, very similar in their game. You watch their post-ups, they get in the paint, they they virtually don't miss when they're at the rim. It's it, – yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good one. How about this one, Tyree? And you know what? I hate saying this because he is my favorite player of all time. He's the reason I became a Celtics fan. Larry Bird is compared to Kevin Durant. And just, you know, as much as it hurts me to say, Kevin Durant is way better than Larry Bird ever was. That is uh, – I mean, where does someone see similarities in Larry Bird to Kevin Durant? Well, I mean, if you look at their shooters, I mean, they weren't like what Kevin Durant's fadeaway is virtually automatic. Yeah, but Durant does a lot more than shoot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, I guess I mean, who would you rather have drive to the paint, Kevin Durant or Larry Bird? Uh, Absolutely, Durant. Mm -hmm. Really? I would. I would absolutely have Kevin Durant. If, I, if you're asking me who I'd rather have shoot the ball from the outside, it'd be Bird. If you're asking me who I'd rather have drive to the paint, it'd be Durant. That's a fair comparison. But, I mean, look at Larry Bird when he was at uh, Indiana State. Mm-hmm. Like, he was and, – and what's it called? He was really good. Like, he was that whole office. He was that whole office, basically. But, like, he was amazing when it came to driving. Like, he was – nobody guarded him. Until he had to go against Matt. To be fair, though, I think Durant has aged better than Larry Bird does. And maybe that's just go. because, okay. you know, maybe, you know, it's a different era, the recency bias. But I think Durant has aged better throughout his years, stayed more healthy than 
than Bird has. I'll take that. I'll take that 110%. Yeah. Okay. A few more here here before we run out of time. Uh, James Harden was compared to Allen Iverson. Kawhi Leonard was compared to Kobe Bryant. And LeBron James to Magic Johnson. Any of those that you like or dislike? I like the Kawhi, Kobe Bryant very, very okay. much. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. They're both versatile. They both do both things. Um, and Kobe's defense was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic and LeBron. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think LeBron's more aggressive. Way, way more aggressive. I do. Um, yeah, way more aggressive. But I guess when you're talking about how how Johnson was was able to control a team in a way, was able to control his team. It was like the mastermind. I he agree. Was like the best mm-hmm. player. I see. I see that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Now Harden and, and Allen. I told you. I told you before we got on. I kind of like that. But now that I think about it, I honestly think it's more of a a, a Kyrie Irving and Allen. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like Allen's one of the greatest has like one probably the greatest crossover ever, mm-hmm. and then Kyrie is like right there. They're like they're, they're virtually the same player in a way. That's the new version. That's why I had to think about that. I was like, Allen wasn't shooting threes like Harden. What? Wait a minute. Hold up. I mean, not to say Allen couldn't shoot threes because yes, sir, he could. But Harden, Harden is a point. Come on, come on. That's definitely Tyree Irving and and Allen Iverson. But uh, yeah, shoot. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith with you here in ESPN UP. With that, we're out of time, man. It is good talking to you again, hearing your voice again, and having you here on ESPN UP. Anything it. coming up at at ABC Ten? You wanna you wanna plug anything like that? Uh, this week we'll be talking about Green Bay Packers and possible draft choices for them. Uh, this past week we did Detroit Lions. Um, besides the draft, that's the biggest thing we got going on in sports. Um, and yeah, that's actually about it. You, you know, unfortunately, we don't got much going on, Tanner. <laughs> so we're doing what we can. We're doing what we can, but previewing the draft this week for Green Bay Packers, see what they can do. Hey, looking forward to it and seeing what you have coming up there. And looking forward to Thursday. Always good talking to you. Always good talking with you, the audience here in ESPN UP. I'm back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. Until then, I'm Tanner Hoops for Tyree Smith on ESPN UP WZ. I'm Ishpeming Marquette.